Welcome to the English with Kirsty podcast from www.englishwithkirsty.com. Here I'll be sharing with you tips, information and other learning resources so that you can improve your business English. Welcome back to the English with Kirsty podcast. And also, um, if you're listening to this at the time that it's put out, Happy New Year, because it's as I'm recording this, it's the beginning of 2019. So I'd like to wish all my podcast listeners a happy and healthy and successful and enjoyable and wonderful New Year. Okay, so I have heard so many things this year so far about what people are planning to do in the new year. And I think that's really good if you think about what you want to be different. Um, I certainly have a few plans of things I want to do differently in 2019. And I think that's a, you know, it's a good time to think about that kind of thing. Although it doesn't have to be a new year to decide to do something differently. I don't think we need to wait for the new year, but yeah, it's a good time to start. Um, but I think what is a bit less helpful is people make so many new year's resolutions about oh i'm gonna do this and this and this and change my complete life and then two weeks later everything's back to normal that's not so good um and i just wanted to do something a bit different because i've read so many blog posts about these are my goals and this is what i'm gonna do and i, I totally support that um as long as they're realistic and as long as they're planned out i think the best way to make sure that you can achieve your goals for the new year is to make sure that it's something you can do and also to think about is something how you're going to do it don't just say I'm going to do this but think about the steps that you need to take in order to do that thing and then you have a much higher chance of succeeding because you already have a plan how you're going to put that into action okay so what I wanted to do today is just because I'm a teacher as well as a language learner so I'm thinking about myself as a language learner and a learner in other things as well because I do my course too which isn't language related but I want to do a list of things that I'm not going to do this year just to be a bit different because I like to be a bit different so everybody else is planning what they are going to do and I'm gonna I've got 10 things here that I'm not going to do or that language learners can sign up to not doing and so I'd be interested to know if you are not going to do any of these things um, if, if you think any of them would be something you could sign up to say no I'm not going to do this either or if you've got any more to add to the list so if you have some more that you want to add to the list you can add a comment on the post um, because when I put this up on my website it will be um, episode 152 this one so slash podcast slash episode 152 or you can send me an email at podcast at englishwithkirsty.com. Please spell my name properly, otherwise I won't get it. So K-I-R-S-T-Y podcast at englishwithkirsty.com. And let me know what you're not going to do this year, because it's just a bit of fun, really. But it's all these things are good things not to do. So here is my list of the 10 things that I came up with. And again, I'd be interested to know if you agree with them, if you have any more to add. So number one. Where is my list? Okay. <laughs> Number one is I won't let wanting to be perfect prevent me from being good. So this can be applied to anything that you're trying to learn or to be better at. So sometimes it's, it's really hard when you do have perfectionist tendencies. And I'm not saying just deciding not to be a perfectionist makes all your problems go away because it certainly doesn't. It's a process. But I think that even when 
even though some of us struggle with this more than other people, it's sometimes it's just making that decision to say, okay, I know that this isn't going to be perfect, but I'm going to try it anyway. I'm going to maybe um, go out of my comfort zone a bit and try to do something that I know may be a bit difficult. It might not be quite right. But sometimes if you are a perfectionist, you end up not doing anything for fear of it not being perfect. And I've certainly been there before. I've wanted to join in conversations. I've wanted to contribute to things. And I just didn't do it because I wasn't quite sure it was 100% perfect. And even now I still struggle with that or I will check something like 10 times when two or three times would be enough. But I'm still go back and look at it again and again and again until it's right. And, you know, it's, it's good to have high standards. Sometimes when I look at people who who appear not to have very high standards, sometimes I think, well, being a perfectionist isn't such a bad thing. But it can be if, if it stops you from doing things that um, would otherwise help you to learn a bit faster and be good for your learning journey. So number one is I won't let wanting to be perfect prevent me from being good at something. So number two, I won't keep measuring my progress against other people because this is my language journey or whatever you want to apply to that. So I think it's really easy to feel disheartened if you, I remember when I was learning Turkish, I knew somebody who was way better than I was, although I was to be fair, way better than some other people who were just beginning. So there's always somebody better than you. But I used to look at this person and think, oh, I'll never be as good as that. You know, like, oh, I don't even understand some of these constructions that are being used in these sentences. I'll never be that good. And yet, if if I looked at some other people in the group, I thought, okay, well, yeah, they're just starting out. I know a bit more. I never did that, though. I always looked at the person who was way better than I was and, and felt disheartened. Like, oh, I'll never be that good. And that's that's a really bad thing to do because, you know, we're all on our own journey. We're all learning at our own speed. Some people started years and years before us. Some people, I don't know, live in a house where the language is spoken all the time or Whatever it is, there will always be people who are better than you and there will always be people who aren't quite as good as you. But it doesn't matter what other people are doing. This is this is your journey, whatever you're trying to learn. So number two, I won't keep measuring my progress against other people. If you want to measure your progress, look at where you are where you were last year, six months ago, three months ago, one month ago, whatever it is. But, you know, it's it's the progress that you've made. And if you keep looking at people who are way better than you at something, you can do that if you want to get inspired and think, yeah, OK, one day I can do that as well. One day I will be able to do that as well. But not when it comes to thinking, oh, look at them. They're so good. I'm not. OK, so that's number two. Number three, this is this is my list, remember, so. Um, but so some of these you will relate to more than others probably but I won't give myself a hard time if I forget something or get something wrong and this is something that that I do especially with something that I care about um, a couple of months ago I made a mistake with something it wasn't language related but it was something that I didn't want to screw up but I I did make a, a stupid mistake really but I I gave myself a hard time about it for about a week afterwards because oh, I should have known better than that. You shouldn't have done that. How can you do something so stupid? And I wouldn't have spoken to any of my staff like that when I had staff or any of my students like that. But because I made a mistake, it was the end of the world. Um, and so if, if you're somebody that feels like that sometimes, then just try to be a bit kindy to yourself. I'm trying as well. I'm not saying this to somebody who thinks it's really easy. But, you know, I think sometimes we just need to give ourselves a break sometimes. Some people find that harder than others, but 
we can at least try. So I won't give myself a hard time if I forget something or get something wrong. That's number three. Number four, I won't expect to improve without putting in the work. And I think sometimes people do this, language learners, I don't really do this, but um, you know, sometimes people think, oh, why, why can't I do this? And it's, it's been like three whole months. Why aren't I like a native speaker yet? And you know, it takes time. Learning a language is, is a long-term plan. Yeah, you can always strive to learn more and to be better and to learn quickly if, if there's a reason why you need to do that or if you just want to do that. But at the end of the day, you don't get the results without putting the work in. So number four is really saying, I won't have unreasonable expectations. You have to put the work in there. Number five, this is also another one that um, is relevant to me when I, especially when I was at the beginning stages of learning a language. I won't avoid the parts of the language learning process that I find difficult. So, for example, when I was learning Turkish, I was fairly good at writing. I was quite good at reading and listening. I did not enjoy speaking. Full stop. I just didn't. I hated it. Um, and so when I had some free time, I always did the things that I was good at to get even better at them. But the one thing that I really should have done, I neglected or only did it when I really had to, like when I had a lesson or something like that. And, you know, that's a bad idea. So whatever it is for you, whether it's you like speaking, but you hate grammar or you love watching films, but you hate reading or whatever it is, it's different for everybody. But don't avoid that one thing that you really don't like doing because you're not so good at it because it's better to bring those things up to the level of your other skills than to let one lag behind because you know you're not really doing yourself any favors by doing that number six um this isn't really me either but it's something i've seen people doing i won't leave it to the last minute if i have something to prepare for such as an exam or a presentation for work. So I won't leave things to the last minute. I, I noticed a lot of people doing this, it gets to the week before their exam and then they say, oh, I need to learn for this exam. Well, yeah, you do, but <laughs> there's a limited amount that you can do in, in one week, even if you work really hard and have no other responsibilities. So this is really about planning your time, but also if you use English at work and you don't use English a lot and then you have an, an important meeting or an important presentation, um, don't expect to start three days before that and to be amazing. You know, language is an ongoing thing. And if you know that you have something to prepare for, then try and build that into your to your schedule with enough time to give yourself a good chance of, of doing well. So I won't leave things to the last minute. Um, I won't keep putting things off if there's something that you think you want to do or there's something holding you back from doing it. If it's to sign up for a course or to arrange to speak with a language partner or whatever it is, um, don't keep putting things off. If there's something that you want to do or you think would be a good idea to do in relation to your language learning, then do it. Or find out what's holding you back, what's stopping you, see if there's something you can do about that, and then, then do the thing. I won't buy lots of things and then not use them. Um, I didn't buy lots of things when I was learning languages, but I certainly subscribed to a lot of things and downloaded a lot of things. Um, 
the money that I spent tended to be on things like tuition courses and I, I did attend those but I know some people buy books loads of loads of books have a massive shelf of English books and then don't look at any of them because they feel a bit overwhelmed there's so much stuff where do you start um, with me it was more um, podcasts for example I download I subscribed to 50 different ones because I didn't know which one would be good and then my feed was just ugh, crazy um, so I think it's about being mindful about what's really going to help you. So don't overcommit yourself. Um, so whether, I mean, the thing that I wrote down was about buying things, but whether it's buying things or subscribing to things or joining groups or it can be all kinds of things, but your intentions can be good, but don't overcommit yourself in what you can practically do. And sometimes the the argument for doing that is because you don't know what's going to work for you and yeah that is a valid argument but then have a clear out afterwards see what isn't working for you and get rid of that so you can focus on the things that really are adding value and helping you um <clears throat> i won't get disheartened if i don't understand something first time so we all learn differently we all have different learning styles and also some things are easier for some people than others um other things are more more difficult sometimes you do just need to read something a second time find a different explanation but that doesn't mean that there's a problem with you it just means that maybe you did need a bit more time to work on something maybe you need to look at it in a different way to make sure it goes into your head but the point here is not being disheartened because you can't do something the first time i think often we expect to be able to do something easily certainly if some things come to us easily we don't have to put as much work in when we then find other things that are not naturally easy for us we, we think oh for goodness sake what's wrong with me why can't i do it um and i think again it's just about okay this is going to take a bit longer that's just the way it is i need to spend a bit more time on this and i spent less time on something else because that was easy so in the end it will probably even out you spend a bit more time learning some things and less time learning others because they're easier for you that's just life <laughs> so it doesn't mean that you have to get disheartened and think oh i can't do it it's just okay this is going to take a bit longer that's fine and the last one i won't refuse to ask for help if i need it so yeah <laughs> that's quite self-explanatory isn't it um sometimes i do ask for help sometimes i wait till i have exhausted every other avenue before I ask for help and that isn't always good I mean it's good to be self-reliant and proactive and good at problem solving all these are great qualities but there comes a point where sometimes it's just your own stubbornness that's preventing you from asking for help certainly in my case and that's not always good and even if you can do something on your own without any help from anyone if it would have taken like a tenth of the time just to get that help then we all have limited time so sometimes it's just the smarter option to, to let someone help you in terms of learning a language nobody can do that for you you have to put the work in and you have to you have to learn the language but if you're really struggling with something there is probably someone around you who can help so um i think a lot of people who listen to this podcast are doing language learning on their own maybe some you know i do have people who are on language courses too and they're using the podcast to get some additional information but a lot of people are studying on their own and i think that sometimes when you're doing that if you find something that you find difficult it's, it's harder to ask for help but you know there are people around who can help um if it's something big like um 
I need somebody to help me with my conversation skills, then that is a one-to-one -one type problem. Um, and that is something that, um, is certainly in terms of English with Kirsty, that would come under paid tuition. I do offer language courses. But if it's a question about um, how to do something in English or something that doesn't make sense, then you can ask the question on the pod podcast show notes page. Um, and I can maybe make a, a wise old owl post out of it. Or we have a Facebook group. Again, if you join the Facebook group, you need to fill in the questions. Otherwise, um, it won't be approved because I need to know that it's real people trying to enter and not bots or people who aren't interested in learning English. So th there are options. And, and just think about that. If you're somebody that doesn't naturally like asking for help, then maybe that's something that you don't want to do this year to um, to refuse to ask for help when you need it. So there are 10, is that 10? Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. Yep, 10 things that we're not going to do. Um, I will write a blog post about this as well. The blog post won't be up until next week, but if you'd rather read this, I will link the blog post once it's up. Um, and these are the 10 things that I'm not going to do and maybe other language learners are not going to do this year either. Let me know if you can think of any more. I enjoy reading people's comments. And apart from that, not doing all these things, have a good week and have fun learning English. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the English with Kirsty podcast. If you have any questions or comments, my email address is kirsty at englishwithkirsty.com or you can go to www.englishwithkirsty.com slash podcast where you'll find information about the individual episodes.